Oh my gosh, guys, I am pretty excited about this episode. I have got Pip Brett from Jumbled Online talking all about business, storytelling, and building community and just all the good things. And I cannot wait to dive in. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. We're learning how to create an epic brand, find the right marketing strategies, and building your business is a constant evolution, classroom, and lab. Each week, we'll be diving into all things brand and marketing with special guests and solo episodes to help you build your business brand and big idea. Oh, well, hey, hey there. What's happening? You are back. We are at episode Dun, 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 98. Two more to go before we hit 100. Now, I asked on Insta Stories, what is something I could do that could be really fun and amazing for episode 100? I know what topic I'm going to be talking about, but what else could I do? So, if you've got ideas, hit me up on Insta Stories. Let me know something fun and interesting or whatever, you know, maybe a little bit crazy that we could do to celebrate 100 episodes because I am super excited. I can't believe that I was just like starting to do a podcast a couple of years ago thinking, Ma, we'll just see how it goes. You never know what kind of comes of these things. And now here we are, episode 98 and two off 100, which is crazy. But today I am super excited to have Pip from Jumbled Online. If you don't know them, go to Instagram immediately and check out Jumbled Online. I freaking love them. They are a homewares and fashion and all of the things and I just am totally drawn to them. So I really wanted to have Pip on the podcast and share a bit of her story uh, and how she's, you know, grown intentionally, not intentionally, her Instagram following to 97,000 people and just all of the other stuff that she's been up to, which is pretty epic. So that is super exciting. And as you'll hear, we might be trying to cook something up, which, you know, we'll let you know what happens because, you know, we're our besties and all the rest of it, as, you know, I am with all of my podcast guests, which is always lovely. But before we dive in, I just want to remind you that you can always get access to my free three-part video series on building a standout brand if you go to suzechadwick.com forward slash brand masterclass then you can sign up and grab that and start watching it today so make sure that you check that out but without further ado let's dive into this week's episode pip welcome to the brand builders lab podcast Thanks for having me, Suze. My pleasure, my pleasure. Now, I have followed you. I can't even, I don't even know how long I followed you for. I've just been obsessed with your Insta for so long. Um, and then when I saw that you recently had the huddle, I'm like, I'm just going to get this chick on the podcast. Oh, I'm <laughs> stoked to be here. So good. And I know that so many of my listeners, I actually told a few of them that I was going to have you on uh, and they were like, oh my God, I love their Insta and stuff. So I'm like, we're going to talk all about it, which is going to be good. 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 Absolutely. Now for those of my listeners who don't know you and don't know the business, do you want to just give us a little bit of background on who you are and how you came to be here now? 
Yeah, right. Okay. Long story <laughs> in a short period of time. My name's Pip. And um, when I was, I'm from Orange. I grew up here, which is central west New South Wales. And when I was 21, I studied um, fashion at university at UTS and I opened a clothing store, Igloo, when I was 21. And um, then I just bought a house and decided and realised that I loved all design, art, furniture. And as soon as I saw a store come up for rent, I jumped on it and that's where the name Jumbled came from because I had to take on a business loan, the lease, everything before I'd actually bought any single item that would go in the store. So I was like, it'll just be called Jumbled. It will be a mix of all the things that I love in one spot. And so that's how Jumble came about. That was about eight years ago now. And now I've got both businesses in an old Masonic hall called the Sonic, which my husband and I renovated and um, sort of like a concept store of coffee, fashion. And it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was super lucky. It was, um, yeah, the best decision ever. And so I just want to kind of want to go back to that decision. So like when you took the lease, got the loan, like were you 21 or you, you were in your mid-20s or something? When, when I was uh, with Igloo, I was 21. I was a bit older when I, had, when I started Jumbled. Yeah. I was feeling, um, you know, I was not over Igloo, but I was just not as um, challenged creatively. But it turns out I was pregnant. And so ah, that explains feeling it. shit. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, then I took on, when I found out that I was pregnant, um, I'd already sort of gone down the path of the business and was just waiting to see if my $50,000 loan for Jumbled was going to come through. And I said to mum, if it doesn't, it's a sign. If it does, it's a sign. And I'm just going to do it. And they rang that afternoon and said, oh, you've got the loan. And I was like, oh, my gosh, okay, now I'm going to do it. Wow. And so what made you take that risk? Probably like a little bit of ignorance, but I didn't ever think, you know, I think with every business, um, you know, I didn't ever think that it would fail. Um, I just felt like I'd somehow make it work. I don't know. I just... I don't know, it is, but ignorance is bliss, isn't it? So when I started Igloo, gosh, the clothing store, the first three years were exceptionally hard, like exceptionally hard, and I probably only started making money in that third year. But I feel like with Jumbled, when it launched, I sort of already had a bit of an audience, but I did feel like I'd start from the start again, and I sort of thought, oh, no, I forgot about this. (laughs) You know, mean customers. a short memory. I know, but, you know, mean customers coming in saying, oh, I don't think this is going to work here, you know, things like that. And you go, oh, oh, okay. Why, why do people feel the need to let you know their negative thoughts? Like it's bad oh, enough they have the negative thoughts, let alone communicating that with you. Every day, every day. I feel like it's a little bit like how's the weather. I don't think they're meaning to be mean. Or offensive. I just think it's, yeah. I don't know, conversation starter. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think it's a little bit of ignorance, but I also felt like it wasn't going to fail as well. That's amazing. I think that's amazing because I feel like 
Um, I feel like a lot of people go into business and it's not that they think that it's going to fail, but it's like, if it's successful, they, they're surprised (laughs) or they're like, I can't, like, I can't believe that this is a success. And so I think that you going in and going, well, I just don't like failure is not an option or it's not actually even in my mind that that's going to happen. I think is awesome. I think as well. And my mum had a clothing store for 25 years. Okay. She was excellent in just saying, you know, you don't have to start with the shiny, beautiful bags. Like, start small. You're really careful with your stock. Like, yeah, I was probably like, I don't think it's going to fail. But you still start small and you build up and it's like a like a slow burn. You sell, you make money, you buy more. You, you don't go too heavy. Yes. Just, you can start small and see what works and then... Yeah forward so if you're gonna lose you won't lose too much yeah and somehow just at least recoup what you've already spent um but retail is quite good in that way that you can start small and as you sell you just buy more and you go the next it's sort of it is good in that way that you're not spending all this huge outlay and then and we've slowly gone from like baby shop to bigger shop to bigger shop to yeah now like our home now so sort of been a slow build. Yeah. yeah. And I would love to, I've just, there's so much I want to talk to you about, Pip. But <laughs> just like, I've like got a billion questions for you, but I'm just going to like slow down and like just start from where we are because, yeah. you know, you've gone from small shop to bigger shop to bigger shop. You've got 97,000 followers on Instagram. When did you decide to go online? And just give me a little bit of that journey. Yes. Yeah, so when I started Igloo, that was, there was no online um, and I didn't even get people's email addresses. I got their postal address, like what a moron. What year is this? Uh, 2006. Okay. All right. So yeah. 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 More like uh, anyway. And every time I sent out, you know, I could, really could only afford to contact my customers at like my email list twice a year with like a small postcard and that costs so much like that cost a thousand bucks yeah. it grew you had to spend more like it just yeah and then I started getting email addresses so that was a good thing but then I employed a great girl called Holly Cardew who has Pixie I don't know if they depatch images she's amazing and she um, worked for me for a little bit and she was like, I think we should go online. I was like, oh, God, one more thing I think as a small business owner to do, your daily to-do list yeah. just bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, righto. So we did that. We did it for the clothing store. And she's like, now I think you need to get Instagram. It's like, oh, God, what's Instagram? <laughs> I was like, I've only just sort of got the hang of Facebook, which I don't love, but I'm, I was like, oh, and she's like, literally, you just sort of share the behind the scenes, you know, if you're having a coffee in the morning at the cafe, take that, take a picture of your feet on nice tiles, like a bunch of flowers. I was like, okay, I can do that, I guess. And I think we started, you know, I started doing that and I could instantly see the traction just going gangbusters and yeah I still probably do take pictures of my coffee I think I did that this morning yeah on a beautiful Moroccan rug and yeah that's so my what I'm showing hasn't really changed that much but yeah jumped on board quite early on I suppose and yeah ever since then it's just been a 
you know, a day. It's now just a a habit really in my daily to-do list. Yeah. And it's totally changed um, the way business operates. Like it's amazing, amazing. Yeah. I was about to ask what, what was the impact of it for you? Like, obviously, like how big is Orange? Let's just go from local. Oh, like, what? I think, I think Orange is about 45, 50,000 people. Yeah. So it's big enough, but it's not super big. No. Yeah. And so, what was the impact of you going, I guess, online and on Instagram from obviously having a local store to now being able to sell globally? Just. You know, and it, I guess it was a slow build as well, but it just means that, you know, at the time when it was quite small, but still pretty, I remember having a party for 10,000 followers with my staff and I just thought it was so amazing. Like a quarter of orange was like, I was thinking yeah. in size, like quarter is following us and following our journey and then the online you know you post something online and the sales I mean post something on Instagram and the sales instantly are coming in within seconds that I think oh my gosh there's it's amazing that you can have such access to your customer in such a cheap way and you can gauge and change and evolve and adjust just means we can buy the stuff we really want to buy, you know, I can buy a really crazy artwork because I think surely someone else in the world will love this as much as I can. So it means that we've able, we're able to be a bit more crazy with our buying. But in the early days, I just felt like it was sort of future proofing the business. You know, if it was a quiet day in store because of the weather, you know, the onlines would pull you through and you're like, oh, this is good. Not all your eggs in one basket. You know, and some days online's quiet and in stores crazy. And I just think it's really nice to have that that, um, element within your business, that flexibility. But, yeah, it's been, I feel so lucky that there's such a thing for business people today that we can use this for no money. And, um, And it makes such a huge impact. But... Yeah, I really feel like in the last couple of years, it's just been I've probably put myself out there a little more and my staff, and that's just gone gangbusters. Really helped the business a lot as well. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and I do think, like I was, you know, going to sort of say to you, you know, you know, how have you built your Instagram following and what are some of the key things that you've done? But even as an observer and somebody who's a customer and I, you know, check out what you've got because I love, like I'm all about the colour and so I love everything in your store. But I just think the stuff that you're doing on Insta stories as well is Mm. just like it makes you likeable, lovable, it's funny, it's entertaining. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And yeah. so did you make a conscious decision to just kind of do more of that um, and then you saw the reaction and so you're doing it on a regular basis? Like what have you thought about how you're growing or engaging with Instagram intentionally, I guess is my question. I think, you know, we didn't, to try and grow followers, we didn't, we hadn't and haven't the whole way along set a plan together of, I want to get more followers. It's always just been, I just want to sell the things that I love and I want to create really good content that people actually love. Um, 
And we just kind of, we might try something new and we're like, oh, that worked and we'll do it a different way. Like we sort of do variations on exactly the same thing, but it's, you know, about, I guess a couple of years ago when I was trying to be a bit more strategic in the business as a whole, I was like, what is jumbled and what do I want it to be? I want it to give joy. And so, you know, um, and that whole joy thing is across ele- every element of our business, which I feel like comes across. In 100%. A- but it's, it's through the whole business. So it's like creating joy, inspiration, education, and telling our story. So the story of us, our creators, the story of my beautiful town that I live in, you know, it's the story of my family and where I live. So it's those elements that I wanted across every element of the business that sort of able that comes across through Instagram so I think that was our only strategic thing but we haven't done a competition where we try and get new followers or anything like that literally turning up every day and posting like three times a day which maybe is a no-no now but I'm in the habit of it but insta stories has just changed that you know insta stories is is probably one of those other turning points I don't even know when when did that start couple of years ago, really, yeah. like, um, I don't know, Snapchat came out. I remember people oh, talking about yes. that and I was just not interested in that at no, all. And then no. I think because I was on Instagram anyway, and then they started with stories. I want to say two years ago. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. maybe it two feels, or three years ago. Yeah. I feel like that was probably another really big turning point for the business because you can be a little bit more um, playful and tell, I love storytelling and I love telling the story of something like whether it's an event we go to or an artwork, how it goes from the artist, you know, the work address then to here and as I'm packing it and then going up on the wall, like it's kind of lovely. I love watching Insta stories. So I guess I'm the same being the ones that people like people that I really love and what they do and then sort of going, oh, okay, I'll give it a try. But before, like I hate my voice and and probably my face and so I was oh. trying to hide those things, you know. And then I think, you know, a Kip and Co range launched and I talked through the catalogue and it got really good traction and engagement. And I was like, oh, okay. I, I was trying to put on a hi sort of voice. Um, so I'm not trying to do that for you now. <laughs> I tried. I'm glad. <laughs> um, and that worked really well. So I was like, oh, I'll talk over more things. Oh, like, who cares about my voice? And then, you know, you do it more and then you put your face up and people are like, that goes really well. So it's sort of, and then your staff see that, you know, it's not that scary and they want to do it. And so it, um, it's just been a slow evolution. It's definitely been so, just so wonderful for our business. Yeah, it's amazing. And I do love, like, literally I went, I took my dog, went to the cafe, got a coffee this morning and I sat and I looked through Insta stories, like, because I'm catching up on the people that I love or the people that I know, and I'm seeing what they've been up to in the last couple of days. And it's like, you know, it's, it's a window into their world. And it's like, you know, you get to have DM chats and all the rest of it. Like, it's just, you know, we're so scattered, but it's really easy to be connected as well, which I totally and, and, and it's just so easy to reach out to people as well and make, like, I think so. I think we're best friends now as well. Totes. Totes. <laughs> it's weird how you, 
then know stuff about people. But I even find with my friends, you know, you meet them before in the past. How's work going? Where, what are you up to? You know, you have to start on that very basic level. But now it's like, oh, my God, how was your trip to Thingo? And yes. I said, that and that new dress looks so great on you I just feel like you just cut out all that rubbish and you just go straight to the and I feel more connected with my friends and my family more than ever you know other business people I just think it's so easy to create a community another yeah I'm not gonna lie I'm literally as you're talking sitting here going right so if I flew Pip down from Orange to Melbourne what kind of event could I have and I'm like how would that work I'm just like you know it's like once you start connecting with people it's like right what else like how else can we how else can I bring you into my community's world and stuff like that and I just think that's so anytime I'm free anytime to come down there's a I don't have much on (laughs) there's a direct flight from Orange to Melbourne now is there that's amazing that's so good I do think though that the opportunities that have come through Instagram have been so amazing like just this week we're working on a really cool collaboration that is like my absolute dream that I said in a podcast um on the House of Style podcast I would love to create a ceramics range and now it's happening and I've literally not stopped smiling Oh, congrats. Yeah, and I just am like, it's just the things that have come in the last couple of years have just been, um, yeah, you just go, wow, but you can just do them. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's the other thing I did want to talk about as well was the collaborations because um, I went to, I think it was a thank you group event Uh, Yeah, with Sage and Claire and then uh, Greenhouse Interiors and all the rest of it. And, you know, I watched the videos of, were you in Morocco? Yes, yeah, I got yes. to Morocco with Julia. With yeah, Julia. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, this is so amazing. And I love her story as well. And so was it just through like purchasing the products that you've been purchasing that those friendships and collaborations and connections have come? Yeah, pretty much. Or just asking the asking, you know, hey, do you want to do this? More often than not, people will say yes. But I think a really good collaboration has to work well for both brands. Um, you know, utilizing each other's audience, but also utilizing the other brand's skill. So we did a nudie Rudy bath mat with Sage and Claire, and it just went mental. But we wouldn't have had the capacity to do that on our own. It's just you know, it's utilising someone else's skills and but it has to work both ways. But for us, collaborations and creating our own sort of unique product is um, like probably a strategic move for us in that we want to sell stuff that only we have as well. So we want to just be different because a lot of homeware stores all look very similar and the same. So how do we stand out? from the rest but it's also about utilizing our skills and our passions like I studied fashion Jess is a graphic designer um Em's a photographer Rach is an interior designer like if we can and it also is like sets your soul on fire like when I was doing this ceramic thing I just can't wait for it to all come about but you know that sort of stuff um is amazing and makes us feel amazing as well 
Yeah, that's so good. And I love watching all of you ladies together because I know, kind of know the backstories to a lot of you now. And I'm just like, it's so cool to see you together as well. And I also think you're all, you've all got such fun and um, like, I don't know, magnetic personalities that I yeah. like, we want to watch you and see what you're up to, which I think is awesome. Uh, so I did also want to ask you a bit more businessy questions too, because yeah. like I've got a mixed audience with both product and service-based businesses. So has there been anything in particular that you sort of think has, um, you know, have been secrets to selling your products online? Like you just sort of said you wanted to make sure that it's different and that it's unique and then that it's not like everybody else. Has there been anything else you've learned along the way about how to sell what you've got in a way that, people want what you have yeah well I think it's the same you know what we were talking about before like the product let's say a coffee cup like a takeaway coffee cup um you know 50 other stores might have that coffee cup but how do you present it in a way that's really um different and unique and that so that they want to have it when they could maybe buy it down the road so you know, I guess it all starts with the beautiful image that you take. Like we try and use our own images because I think that's what also stands out. The brand images, although they might be amazing, I think they all just sort of blend into a sea of... Sameness. Yeah, yeah, because it is so perfect and magazine quality, whereas people like a bit more um, rawness and individualness. But we try and... Um, you know, tell the story behind the product, show people how to use it. And that's where stories, Insta stories have been so great that we'll um, tell the story of how it came to us, why it was created, how it works, why it's so good, you know, give a sense of scale in the space, like how big it is, how would you use it. You know, I think giving people all the information is really good as well so that they can make a decision and we don't you know in a product description even on Instagram I try and say everything straight off the bat so that you know I don't get a million questions as well about what's the price what's the size you know I try and cut down on that time as well because we're all super busy that I think don't waste people's time either just tell them where to buy it how to buy it why it's so good I think and also when we put up a product for the first time if it doesn't sell straight away, it's often there for a little while. I think you've got that first chance to like really sell it well, um, like put its best foot forward. Um, but if it doesn't work, we try and do it in a different way. We might yeah. it above a bed or we might do it with some Insta stories or we might, I don't know, try and hit it a different way so we're not doing the same thing over again hasn't worked we evolve and just pivot and do something else yeah I love it and so because you've just said that your team is so creative as well um so is that something that you all kind of contribute to or is someone responsible for it like how does it work as far as your team with the posting and the creating content and the coming up with ideas and stuff like that I think well I do all the Instagram for Jumbled and yeah I actually love doing it, so I don't really want to hand it over. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, then as a team, we all do it together. Everyone gets involved. But I do feel like when something comes in, 
and our beautiful Kate Owen artwork came in yesterday and we're all like unpacking it and having a frenzy and trying to rip the bubble wrap off and then styling it and you know I think the whole team getting involved is really lovely but I feel like if you don't love it or your team doesn't love it then it doesn't translate over to the customer either like yeah. some come in I think oh my god why did we buy that is that really ugly or um you know things like that then translates to my staff and then to the customer so I think you know yeah that everyone gets involved like everyone's got their own little skills you know within our team um but yeah I think in business having a team that's all um feels not needed but feels part of it yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, a really strong team. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Okay, so we're going to just shift a little bit now because I loved watching The Huddle yes. recently, yeah. which for those of you who don't know, it was a women in business or yeah. women in creativity or whatever in business event um, that you had in Orange. Were there 400? 450 women wow came to orange over three days and it was amazing of so, 50 only 49 were local and at the time i thought oh it's a bit sad orange but then as soon as they started coming oh my god town was like so loud and bright and happy um people came from perth and brisbane and adelaide and it was just it was actually so amazing. There was, yeah. Oh my gosh. So that, I mean, as somebody who runs events, that is epic to start with. So congratulations. Thank it's amazing. You. Where did it all start? Why did you put it on? Where did the idea come from? I think I've wanted to do it for ages and ages. And I just felt with the drought that's so bad out here at the moment, I thought there's just no time like the present. Let's just do it. Let's Let's just do it. I just thought, I think it was probably a culmination of things that when I go to Morocco, you meet different people and every, I find everyone has a story and they're really interesting. And when I get to meet the artists and the other business people, I think, gosh, I just love how people got to where they were. And I just, yeah, we decided one day let's do it. And then we worked out how to do it. And then we did it. Yes. Yeah, so we just like, I was like, I just really want it to be a flawless event. And so that no one feels like this is the first time we've ever done it. But as soon as we put them up for sale, and I think 200 sold that first night, I thought, amazing. I think we can do this. So, yeah, it was, it was really beautiful. It was amazing. And so tell me, what were the three days? Like how did that, like what, what were you doing? How did it work? We wanted to do it over three days to get people to come to Orange and stay in Orange and spend their money in our community because I think that's what drought proves a community also. Um, we had yoga in the vines. We had a cocktail party in the shop where everyone went a bit crazy. I saw that. <laughs> uh, we had like a singles meetup and then the main event was on the Sunday. So um we had 12 amazing mentors come in from all different um aspects of business like social media 
people that had their own businesses, whether they were service-based or product. Um, there was business coaches. It was just I wanted to get a really good cross-section so that people were only thinking of being in business or were in business or were working for an interesting business, like that everyone would get something out of it. And, um, yeah, it's great. We're already planning the next one. Yeah, Amazing. So- yeah. And so what was your favourite part of the three days? Oh, I think there were lots of different things, but I think just looking around, looking at my team as well, and they just really stepped up and was so amazing. But I think even just seeing all the guests chatting with each other and making connections and I think, yeah, that was the really inspiring thing. Yeah. Amazing. So good. I just, yeah, I watched and I was like, you go girls. That's, <laughs> that's so, so good. Uh, we learn a lot of stuff. Really. Yeah. It's so good. And what were the key lessons that came out of the day? I think, um, oh, there's lots of pearls of wisdom yeah. popping up in my mind. So um, Jane Kay from Bird's Nest, her thing that keeps playing over in my head was when in doubt, be generous. And that is with her customers, with her staff, with her whole business. And I just think that's a really great thing to live by. But then we also had Grace Brennan, who started by from the bush. And she was just, everything that fell out of her mouth was so amazing. Like I was trying to soak it all up. But her her thing was like progress is better than perfection. So I just really loved... um, that, that just sometimes taking the first step is one step and you know you can launch without it being perfect and build upon it and I just thought that was amazing and the other one that I've been thinking about a lot was um Stevie from Stevie Says Social and I, um someone in the audience got up and said you know I think she was an interior designer and she said I just I'm worried sharing too much in that copy her yes And I thought, so cool because, oh, and she just came back saying, no, share, share everything, share every ounce of knowledge that you have and that people need to come to you for still, you know, you could share everything as an interior designer or a social media specialist or like you, a branding specialist, but people still have to come to you for their individualised help. But you're seen as you know it's like your it's like your resume that you're showing day to day with your knowledge that I just thought that's so great if everyone did that more you know you'd yeah. get the same amount of business if not more so yeah. I lots of the things people have been saying you know different things come up and you know Phoebe from Sage and Claire when she was saying they had tough times she would just think and this too will pass you know like it seems really big at the moment but it'll pass like a a bad thing but I think the whole thing that I took out from the weekend was that being in business can be quite a lonely place anyway it can be quite isolating if you have staff you can't really tell them your problems and your family like I don't care you know so (laughs) it was well mine don't really um but it's the community that you can you know, of other like-minded people that is, was so amazing that, you know, we're there for each other and that often the things that are holding us back are ourselves and our confidence and, 
you know, we can do it. And I just really, um, yeah, it was just such an amazing, amazing weekend. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, it looked amazing. And obviously I could see who you had on stage and things like that. And I thought, oh, it's going to be such a such an awesome day. So, yeah, congrats again. I think that's incredible. Thank you. And so the last thing is that you have started a podcast as well, <laughs> which is <Yes>. amazing. <laughs> um, and so is it just for, was it just for the huddle or is it something you're going to continue? What made you decide to do the podcast? So, like, I was reluctant to do it at first because I thought, oh, my God, like Instagram again. I another thought, thing. Really, another thing. But I love listening to podcasts. Like, I love podcasts. And um, Sky Shannon, who oh – no, Sky Manson, sorry, is her married name. She has um, a podcast-making company and she's a good friend of mine. She's like, you know what, let's just do it for the huddle. Let's do six people over the weekend. I was like, oh, my God, I do not have a second to fit it in. But then I thought, oh, my gosh, just bite off more than you can chew and it will work. It'll be fine. Um, and it was actually – really enjoyable I just you know it's the whole idea of jumbled loves and chat is just a chitty chat over champagne um, with someone that I find really interesting and it's not so much the business nitty-gritty of whatever they're doing but I love people's stories of how they got to where they were like I love people's childhoods and um, you know the highs and the lows and they're little pearls of wisdom that's what I find so interesting and I'm in a really lucky position where I get to meet all these people and chat to them on a daily basis where I just thought, oh, you know, we should just do this. Anyway, it's gone really well so far. So hopefully I think it will be something that will continue because I think it's also really good for that whole, if I go back to the, what I was talking about before with, um, with our business, what we want to achieve is I feel like it ticks a lot of the boxes with giving joy because it's like quite fun and lighthearted, education, um, inspiration, you know, I feel, and telling a story of, of myself but also the people that we deal with every day. Um, but, yeah, I think podcasting is something that is definitely going to be one of those things so that they're going to go crazy and you're about to come up to your hundredth. And so, um, you know, you're a trailblazer in what you're doing, but yeah, I'm still learning and my voice is pretty shit, but no, it's not. I think the people that I, the people, the mentors that I have on my first series are just, um, really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. And you know something, I just feel like we're all still learning. Like there is like, it's not perfect. It's not, you know, like I've got a boom that drives me nuts. It doesn't work properly, but I don't I've even got a- know what a boom is. <laughs> like, what's a boom? It's like the arm that holds the microphone. <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 Stuff like yeah. that. And it's just like, yeah. you know, something you just make do with what you have. And we were just talking about this, you know, like I started my podcast uh, because we were in a renovation and I couldn't do videos and stuff. And so I thought, well, how am I going to like create uh, content on a building site? And so the podcast was what I did. And I just had like a cheap snowball microphone and, and I used that for two years. And I just think, you know, something is the whole thing of start before you're ready, 
progress over totally. perfection. Totally. Like just, just do it. Um, you know, my girlfriend, Erica, the queen of confidence, she records hers in her car. And I think she's had like over half a million downloads. Like people don't care about how you do things. They care about like the stories that you tell and the fact that you're, you're there telling those stories. Yeah, yeah totally. And, and, and I guess all of us are learning every day in everything, aren't, aren't we? Like in our Instagram, in our things, everything's always changing that we're just sort of, we're all learning. But yeah. In, but you uh, just got to, I think, try, don't you? Just give it a go. Absolutely. I feel like I have been um, submersed in storytelling for the last couple of days. So I love the fact that you talk about storytelling is so important and just learning about other people's stories. Cause I saw Elizabeth Gilbert on Wednesday and she just like told stories for like an hour and a half, which was amazing. And then I went to an event uh, yesterday and it was like these five performance artists talking about their stories. And, and I'm just like, it's what moves us. It's what inspires us. It's like, I got emotional last night, um, over one person's story. And I just said to my husband, I don't know why I'm so emotional, but it's, it's because the stories connect, you know, and they make us feel things that maybe we weren't expecting or that, Um, you know, learn things like Liz Gilbert tells all these stories, but there are so many pearls of wisdom and so many lessons in it. And you're just like, this is just incredible. Like it took me probably a couple of days just to absorb everything that she had said. And it was just stories. And sometimes you only need that one thing, like that one sentence or that one story that just stays with you and can actually change everything as well. Yeah. And thought and you think it can be game changing for us in business and in life so I, I love hearing people's stories yeah you're amazing just where you are as well that you have access to all of these amazing things you know in regional um Australia it can be a little trickier but that's why podcasts I think is so great that you can access all these different people at any time of the day. Yeah. Yeah. From anywhere in the world as well, yeah. which is just incredible. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, Pip, I could talk to you for many more hours, but we both have <laughs> other things we probably have to go do. So um, where can my listeners find you? We will have all your links in the show notes as well, but for somebody who's walking the dog or driving or whatever, where can they find you? So on Instagram, we're at Jumbled Online and online, our website is um, jumbledonline.com. So that's, oh, and my clothing store is igloo.com.au. Awesome. Well, we will have have all of those links in the show notes, but obviously you can go and find all of that as well. It has been amazing talking to you. I'm so excited that you agreed to be on the podcast because I love watching everything that you do. Um, And I just want to, you know, say thanks for being real and inspirational (laughs) and just doing your thing. Yeah. Because that's what we love. We love seeing it. Thank you. It's been fun chatting with you. It's been super enjoyable. Best part of the best part, best way to start the day, really chatting with you and you're amazing as well. So thank you. And I can't wait to continue our new best friend. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) Thanks, Pip. Thanks. No worries. 
Well, I hope that you're happy that I introduced you to my new bestie, of course, Pip. So awesome to have her on the podcast. Like I said, I've been following her for ages um, and I just love their stories and the energy and the fun and the colour and all of the things. So, so I was so excited to have her on the podcast and yes, we will be cooking up some greatness very soon, whether that be in Orange or Melbourne, something, something's coming, something's happening. So just so that you know, and I can't wait for whatever that is going to be. So that's it for another week. Remember, if you want to come and join the conversation, then you can head over to the free Facebook group, Bold Women in Business. The link will be in the show notes as well. And obviously you can follow me on all socials at Suze Chadwick. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then I would love you to leave a review so that others can find the podcast and obviously subscribe if you haven't already. The music in this podcast was created by Declan DP on SoundCloud. But until next time, you amazing, incredible, gorgeous thing, have an awesome week and make sure you keep playing big and branding bold.